Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And Aggie, I thought, I wasn't sure that you'd want to record today because I thought maybe you'd be grieving your sovereign's death. He's, I'm anti him. Don't you know that my, my people are starting their own secession movement? You're the Northern English? Yeah, they're starting their own, which Good is like- them. They're like, we're not English, we're Northern English, <laughs> and we want to have our own like country. And they're like full communist, basically. They're like full so they're like total socialists, and they're like, we wanna, we don't want to be a part of England anymore. The whole thing is breaking up. I've always thought that the that Northern England should just go because Scotland also wants to not be a part of the UK anymore. Yeah. So I've always thought that they should just um join Scotland. Go- Scotland because they're all Scott I mean I did a DNA test and I'm not English at all I'm like it, the English side is 100% Scottish oh okay wait genetically how is that different they're like from different tribes originally or something I guess I mean well I don't know but it's just like the the DNA test can get pretty specific yeah. like where I, you're I do want to do one of those now I've always been repulsed by finding out about my genetics but now I'm like curious I don't know. I'm kind of glad I did. I mean, it's not shocking. It's pretty much what I thought, but I was pretty surprised that the, that about the uh, Scottish stuff. Yeah, I thought that my, I knew that they weren't originally from England, that they were from like all around like the UK region, but I thought that we were um, Irish, but it was like all Scottish, which makes more sense because it's like Newcastle is like, it's almost it's like closer to scotland than like anything else in england it's like uh-huh. really it's really close to scotland did you get 23 and me or ancestry or which one did you do i did uh ancestry.com ancestry. and yeah. um 
I also got one for my dog, which I also recommend doing. Oh, I would love to get ones for my cats. I know. I don't know if they do it for cats. No, maybe they not. Because so cats don't really have like breeds. As, I mean, there are certain breeds of cats, but most cats are just cats. Yeah. Yeah. He had some surprising stuff. His dad is a hundred percent Chihuahua. Whoa, really? BB's yeah. half Chihuahua? Half Chihuahua. I had no idea. He's Latinx. Yeah, he is. He's um he's half. And he also is on his mom's side, he's got like a French poodle. <gasps> he's got obviously Shih Tzu. He's like, he's got so many breeds. There's there are like I don't know. There's like a Great Dane or something at some point in his far history. Like he's got all kinds of dogs wow. in his blood. True international. He's dog. an international puppy and he's um, very good. And I think that's good because I think that when they have, I think that means you're like healthier when you have like a good. Mix. I think so. A big gene pool. A big gene pool. Exactly. Because the Shih Tzu definitely comes through on him. That's what I see when I see BB. I know. And I didn't know that Shih Tzu was so dominant. I guess it is. Yeah. Because we have this, it has this feature on it where you can find like his family members and there, he has a lot of cousins that live far and wide and they look, some of them look exactly like him. And some of them look like they're like big dogs, like with like short hair, like lab type dogs, like dogs you would never think had anything to do with BB. So it's very. That's so cool. Yeah. I would just be really afraid if I did ancestry.com that I would turn out to be less than 50% Jew. And I really don't want to know that if I, I, I was, I was sort of afraid of what I would find out. Uh, but I got the, I got the full 50%. Jewish. You got 50. I, I think I would get 50 cause I believe according to my dad that he, that hit one of his grandparents is Jewish. So I think that eighth would cover whatever is going on in my mom's family if she's not 100%. Oh, I see. I see. Well, yeah. I mean, I know on my mom's side, it's like 100% Jewish going back. Like, it's all Jewish. Um, yeah, I don't think that there was ever a, a non-Jew in the picture over there until me. I mean, my my grandma used to talk about some French ancestors that she had like Alsatian, but I think those might still have been Jewish. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the Jews have been like, went all the way through Europe. Yeah, so you yeah. can probably be anywhere because they, um, first, I think they all came through Italy. Oh, interesting. And then went to wherever. Um, we'll have to do that after I, because I my uh, three month anniversary of my cholesterol medicine is coming up, so I have to make an appointment for a blood test and see. Oh yeah, I mean, going. I feel like you don't really need a DNA test; you just need your cholesterol yeah. results. You know? Yeah, that will turn out Jewish, I'm sure. My cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other news? Well, cosmetic procedures, perhaps. Yes, thank you so much for asking. I got my first Fraxel laser um, appointment which was delightful. I was terrified about it, but it was, a. it was, I highly recommend it to anyone who can. I got it in the sketchiest way imaginable, which is as some of you probably know, it's usually thousands of dollars 
between $1,200 and $2,000, I think for one session often. I found a group on a pack of three for around $400. And I was very skeptical, but all the reviews said, this is an amazing deal on Fraxel. And it was a real doctor. This is a Beverly Hills doctor. This is not a no offense, but like, this is not a Glendale doctor. No, no, this is the, this is Beverly Hills. This is the big major leagues for plastic surgeon. So I was, you know, I, I felt like after reading about it, I thought, you know, it's worth a shot. Let's do it. I got the group on, I made the appointment and everything. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop for them to explain like, oh, this is a weird laser that doesn't really do anything. This is some, there's like some complicated fine print thing. That means that you bought a bunch of bullshit. Or you wake up and you look like the the witch from Snow White. With like the- yeah. Or like I have the pig nose from the Twilight Zone yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, but it was all real. So I did make a couple of extra, I did have to do a couple of add-on purchases hmm. day of, I had to add a different laser because I have a sunspot, which was like my primary reason for wanting to get it. Cause from driving in your car in LA, like some people get skin damage, which I do cause I didn't wear enough sunscreen on my stupid face. So I have like a big brown splotch on my left cheek, which is unsightly, I think. So I wanted to get that removed. And I also added the numbing cream, which if anybody gets it, I highly recommend because it is an uncomfortable procedure, like just to be perfectly honest. And I'm, I'm pretty tough about this stuff because I've been like poked and prodded and waxed and whatever. And, and, but this, this how much was, extra is the numbing cream? The numbing cream was like 30 bucks. The extra oh. laser was more expensive, but the, the numbing cream was just like, and they also have like a weird thing where you like scan a QR code and they give you 50% off or something. I don't know. But, um, so first they like, slather your face in numbing cream and like leave you to sit to like get to like numb out and then they come back and they have a little like I don't know I mean it kind of looks like one of the like weird vibrators they sell on goop which is on my list like (laughs) it's like a like a sort of like phallic um stick that they poke your face with they like jab you with the blunt end of it and um they they're like okay we're we're gonna do it and like let me know how intense it is and so they like put the laser on your face and it feels like you feel a little oh they also put like um like little like shades over your eyes because to protect your eyes and then they um go around and like zap your face with this little thing and at first it doesn't hurt but the thing is that they go around and they do the whole face three times so once they hit the second once they come around the second time you're like okay i kind of feel that and once i get to the third one it's like actually pretty painful so it's an un and that's with numbing cream so like i do think it's uncomfortable how Um, long do the whole procedure take well so the after the 15 minutes of numbing cream the procedure is over pretty quickly i mean okay. it's just like imagine it's like just like a quick zap on like all over your face so just imagine how quickly it would take you to like i don't know like to like hit your face with like a makeup brush like all over and like cover every part three times you know it takes probably less than 10 minutes i would guess nice. um but it's just like 
it's a little bit uncomfortable. And then afterwards you have to be really, really careful about like not getting any sun exposure. I haven't been out pretty much since that happened, since the thing I've been wearing like SPF 60. Oh, and you can't use any, like you cannot use anything with any vitamins in it. You can't use retinol, retin-A, you can't use vitamin C, you can't use any Mm. type of exfoliator. Like you have to just like really keep your skin sort of like, I, I actually purchased some Jan Gunter approved CeraVe like gentle cleanser and like gentle moisturizer. And that's all I'm doing. Are you supposed to, and this, I guess, isn't in your situation, but just in general, if you're putting, I should have asked my dermatologist this. If you're putting Retin-A on your face at night, should you wash it off in the morning before you go out? Like even with sunscreen on? I think you should. I mean, I should start doing that because I'll, I'll wake up and then I'll just slather sunscreen on and go out for my walk. But I don't usually wash my face until I take a shower later in the day. I think you should at least rinse it okay. and like pat it dry. Because I have noticed my skin feeling more sensitive since I started using the Retin-A. Oh, definitely. Definitely do it then because you don't want to get hyperpigmentation. It, you yeah. will hate it so much. I hate it so much. So. Um, anyway. Even though they told me I wasn't going to see any results until um, until two weeks later, but I swear to God, I already see them. Like, I think my skin didn't really get super red. It got red, like, right after. They say it's going to get, like, red for a week and peel and mm. all this stuff. It, it got, it was red the rest of the day, but then it, it pretty much stopped. And um, except for the dark spot, which, like, they were like, it's going to get darker and then it's going to get lighter. It's like, if it feels like it's darker than it was before. And it's like, kind of like scabby, but the, like my skin looks so much better. I noticed my crow's feet were like gone on one side. My like little marionette lines are gone. Like it was very effective. So I do recommend it if you can find a way to get it. Exciting. And that's on Groupon and it's, would you say Dr. Rosenbaum? Rosenberg. <laughs> Rosenberg. Talk to Rosenberg in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Um, or, com. You know, uh, wow, Whatever. we should approach them about doing ads on the show. Oh, I know. We should. I God, like, why am I not? I should also get an ad from Groupon for doing this. That's true. Yeah. We're bad business people. We're honestly, that's very true. What about you? Do you have any beauty advice or uh, diet? No. Not really, just I'm still, you know, doing my uh, sugar cleanse, uh, rounding the bend. I have, I think, yeah, I only have two more little daily powders, so it should be over Sunday night. The second week is a, a lot easier than the first. Um, you know, just like what everyone says, you don't really crave sugar after a while. I'm not being, I'm not being strict about like low carbs. I'm trying not to eat like a lot of, you know, like bread and pasta and stuff, but I'm not like... I'm not like counting carbs per se. Yeah. Um, I, but I've been eating pretty healthy and I, there was one night where I was, uh, had a very stressful day. So I ordered pizza that night, which was wonderful. And then since then I've been, you know, back eating pretty healthy. Um, yeah, I actually slipped up a little bit cause I've been eating really healthy, but on Easter, you... I bought some Easter candy cause I love the Cadbury Easter yeah. candy. And I bought both. I bought the cream eggs and the mini eggs. Mm. The mini eggs are my favorite, um, but I I am fond of the cream eggs too. I'm glad I, I'm not a cream egg person, 
but I, I do love those mini eggs. And like John, John's mom sent him, sent us like a Easter egg or Easter care package thing with like lots of jelly beans and chocolate and stuff. And I was good. I didn't even have one piece. That's amazing. Cause Easter candy is like kind of irresistible to me. I think partly because we were talking about it and I never had like an Easter basket. I never celebrated Easter. So those candies were, I mean, they weren't forbidden, but they just weren't like a, it was like an extra, it was like a kind of mysterious thing that wasn't like a part of my culture. No, totally. Yeah. I, uh, my parents definitely did, uh, Easter baskets growing up. They were, you know, they were modest. It was no Halloween extravaganza, but I definitely, uh, was, was exposed to the, the Gentile holidays, at least the secular parts of them. That's totally understandable. I mean, I've been like, I went to an Easter egg hunt like once, but it was like someone else's house, like a party or something. Um, but yeah, so last night, I mean, I'd been pretty good and I've actually been like really good about like getting into the Easter candy a little bit, but like actually portioning it out. So I'm, I'm like only having the serving size, Mm. which is not too bad. It's 150 calories for one egg, 150 calories for nine Easter uh, mini eggs. So that's probably triggering for me to talk about for some people, but anyway, sorry. Um, I, I'd been really portioning them out, but then last night I just sort of was like, whatever. And I, yeah, free for all every once in a while. But it's like, it is getting kind of fucked up where it's like, why do I know how many calories is in one Cadbury mini egg? Is that problematic? Yeah, the cal- calorie counting is, I think it's like, in, especially in young women, it's like just completely ingrained or like, and it's, uh, I mean, it's in some sense, it's like helpful to know if you're, you know, trying to to monitor what you're eating. But yeah, you can get, it can be like a, a whirlpool that you get sucked into pretty easily. It def- I've definitely gotten too obsessed with like counting my calories or counting my points or counting whatever, but you know, whatever. It kind of felt good. I was just sort of like, whatever. Oh, and then this morning, see, but then because it's like a slippery slope thing, because then this morning I was out of coffee, iced coffee, and I could, I was like, what am I going to do? So I just like opened up Postmates and ordered a waffle with an iced coffee so mm. I could have both. And it was so good. Yeah, from Roscoe's? No, oh, God. If I was really smart, I would have gotten it from Roscoe's. But if I got it from Roscoe's, I would have gotten chicken um, yeah. too. So I didn't, but I got it from, uh, Cafe Los Feliz. Oh, nice. Or Los Feliz Cafe, whatever, the good one. There's a good one and a bad one I got from the good one. I have, yeah, I've just been like cooking pretty healthy. I got into, and this is something I haven't been into in like a decade at least, but I started eating the like low carb um, tortillas from Trader Joe's. Oh, I had low carb tortillas. I think they're new. Like I... I, ha- I mean, I don't usually look for low carb stuff, but last time I was there, I, you know, knew I was trying to, to cut down on, you know, cause Dr. Hyman, not Dr. Hyman, Dr. Pasternak says to, you know, limit your carbs when you're doing this, um, sugar cleanse. And so I saw them there and they're called carb savvy. They're little, like, they look like little whole wheat taco sized, um, tortillas and they're, 45 calories each, six grams of fiber. So they only have three grams of net carbs per tortilla. That's good. And I like back when I was in my early twenties during like the height of the Atkins craze, I was really into getting the low carb wraps from Subway, getting like a tuna wrap 
and they they have that like springy you know not quite bread texture to them yeah even if you like toast it or whatever it's like still feels soft uh and it was yeah it was a very nostalgic I made little breakfast tacos with them today with uh so I two low carb or carb savvy excuse me tortillas with uh eggs um spinach and a little sheep's milk feta oh and uh Trader Joe's also started doing a Tunisian style harissa paste which is really really good did I oh no I had like a really fancy jar of harissa that I got for some Mm. holiday but I'm sure it's like empty now and I think it was like years ago I don't know what I'm talking about um um, because for some reason I was like oh I got that but like I definitely didn't um I think it's cute that you feel like sentimental and nostalgic while eating a low carb tortilla oh very it's a I mean I was wild back then uh so just uh, not really I wouldn't no, not like carb wise just in general (laughs) life wise (laughs) just thinking about my lifestyle back because I was looking at I mean sorry like I was just looking at pictures of myself there was this one vacation I took to Key West with my roommate at the time when I was like 22 and I was just like oh my god I was so skinny oh my god I know it's crazy I I can't believe because I was looking at pictures of myself from like 2017 and I was like I was fucking skinny like I thought I was fat I thought I was fat like every day of my entire life I know me too and I'm like, well, okay, maybe I was actually skinny when I was like 27, even though I thought I was fat. But what, definitely when I was like 33, I was for real fat. And then I'm like, bitch, no, I was skinny. I was skinny the whole time. Like, I, I'm just like, what is my problem? Like, I was not fat at all. Oh, this fucked up diet culture. It's such a tragedy because it's like you walk around feeling, I really, okay, this is like a personal thing to say, but it's like, I feel like I walked around my whole entire life feeling bad about myself and like not being fully happy because I always had like low self-esteem and I was like always insecure about like how I looked. But like, I really feel like I want to try to like live in the moment and embrace like my life as it is right now and like make the focus of my life just like being happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've had similar thoughts. I think that's a, you know, it's easier said than done, of course, but yeah, I think that's a good outlook to I mean we only you know we only have one life and we can't like you know our there's certain things about our circumstances that we can't change but um we can try we can try to seek happiness and live in the moment um as you know or as Mary I was gonna say as Marianne says I know I I still get upset when people think that like she shouldn't have even run for president like that James Cameron thing, I was like, I don't understand the problem with this. Like, every- I didn't understand that people were making fun of her. I thought it was at first. I thought it was like a celebration. I was like, they're finally getting it. Yeah. I mean, I did think that James Cameron seemed a little bit like pompous because he, oh, of course, like he wasn't like, um, you know he 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 didn't seem like he just was like oh of course like my film will like you know but he must you. know like he went on her podcast so like and james cameron does seem like the type of person that would have read a marianne williamson book like i don't think he like knew who she was i mean i feel like avatar and marianne williamson kind of go hand in hand yeah and avatar is going through like this like leftist renaissance right now because um chapo did a whole episode on how brilliant avatar was like non-ironically on their podcast <laughs> It's so interesting because 
Avatar was so wildly successful and I, everybody's seen it, but I, for a long time, nobody ever like thought about it, talked about it. Like it was just like this huge movie, but like, I don't really remember anything. I don't know. Cause it was all about the technology. That's what people were excited about was this, this 3d technology. Um, and I, and like the, the, the movie itself was, was pretty incidental, but I'd be curious. Cause I, I remember almost nothing about it. I'd be curious to see it and see if I, if I see the, the sort of critique of, I mean, I do remember that it did critique imperialism and colonialism because it basically is the exact same plot as Pocahontas. Um, or like Fern Gully. Yeah. Fern Gully. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I don't know. I guess I'll rewatch it at some point. Whew, that I mean, like we'll we'll rewatch it because there's like four sequels coming out. That's really? why. That's why Kate Winslet has like not really, like she hasn't been as, as high profile in the last decade, because she's literally been shooting like all of these Avatar movies. Are you serious? So yeah. she, but she wasn't in the first one. No, but she? she's in all the sequels. Yeah, she's they're shooting like four of them at a time. Interesting. Uh, okay, well. Remember? And they're going to come out like, you know, it's like a year, like they're going to, you know, 2023, 2024, 2025, like they're just going to bust them all out. Like the new Marvel. Yeah. And this is also another property owned by Disney now. So interesting. Um, Gwyneth news. There was like a lot of Gwyneth news this week. Yeah. And it was all good. Well, the one, the news that I saw was all good because it wasn't um, really bad what go first what uh oh well it's also my best of the week so i don't know is it about a certain daughter yeah okay we'll save that then as well Uh, um gwyneth is dipping her toes back into politics a little bit i read um and like gwyneth's gwyneth's politics are like so bad sorry they're just like it's horrible she's um and apparently endorsing so there's a there's a new york city mayoral race happening right now um i think the highest profile like national person to be running is andrew yang who seems you know andrew yang is a type of it's it's similar to a marianne williamson in the sense that's like he has his fans and then other people sort of think he's a joke he's like an outsider outsider. i do think he's like pretty bad on those things i can't tell with him really i mean because he sounds good but then also i'm like i just i don't know i mean there are certain he's like he's like a technocrat and he's That's like the problem. like he's got like a tech bro vibe but yeah. everything he says always seems pretty good i think he yeah there's certain things like i think his just bringing ubi into the conversation was like pretty net positive but his his like ubi platform is sort of like a libertarian one in the sense that like he wants to give people UBI, which is universal basic income, but he wants to like, uh, uh, decrease social services. So it's, it's like everyone gets a set amount of money, but then you have to like pay for your own healthcare. So it's like, it's pretty fucked up. Oh, so he's not for Medicare for all. No, he's not. Oh, see, I want UBI and Medicare. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, Gwyneth, so a lot of like Holly or a lot of, um, like your typical sort of Democrat progressive people in New York are endorsing a woman named Maya Wiley, who is part of the de Blasio administration. And she seems fine, whatever, like typical sort of like Democrat. Um, Gwyneth is endorsing a Citibank executive named Ray McGuire. 
He's probably like her friend from the Hamptons or something. Yeah, apparently he's his his wife is like a film director and he has like other um I guess Hollywood people that are endorsing him like uh, Spike Lee and Michael Ovitz. So it's I mean it he seems like horrible. I'm sorry, but like a big banker, I just don't want them honestly I don't want them alive let alone running a city. That's so interesting because honestly, I feel like I got totally distracted by like Gwyneth splashing pictures of her kids all over Instagram that I didn't even realize that she was getting political. I was just thinking, oh, Moses turned 15. Well, that was, well, yeah, Moses turned 15. I mean, this was a, obviously a big week for both of uh, Gwyneth's kids. And, th- and and this article that I read is just one article in The Hollywood Reporter about different Hollywood people lining up uh, for these different New York. You know, and I mean, I'm not going to disparage Gwyneth Paltrow on this podcast. That's not what this podcast is about, but how much weight does her political endorsement carry? Oh, absolutely none. Yeah, absolutely none. Except I just wish, I mean, it's so stupid and like naive of me to even say this because this is Gwyneth Paltrow that we're talking about. I just wish she had better politics. I wish she was like more of a vocal leftist, which is like obviously insane to even hear those words coming out of my mouth. And it's like, I should just like kill myself for even hoping that. But I just, I just have to be honest that I wish that she, I wish that she was like, like a Susan Sarandon type or like a Cardi B or like someone she seems like she could have like a Susan Sarandon or, or like she seems like she might have at least endorsed like Cynthia like be like a Cynthia Nixon exactly right? that's all I want is Gwyneth to have the same politics as Cynthia Nixon yeah like that's really not asking too much because you know her. you know Blythe voted for Bernie right like of course she did Oh, Blythe has known Bernie since the 70s, I'm yeah. sure. But like Gwyneth, I mean, she was like toggling between Pete and Kamala. And I think I, she's just like going to always be like a liberal, like, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, there are just a lot of people like that out there. And that's that's what we're dealing with. And for some reason, they think that we're like really bad people. That liberals think leftists are bad people? Yeah. Because what? Because we're pie in the sky utopian or we're just like not serious about politics i don't know but i feel like they're very like judgmental about like bernie voters yeah i mean that's it's i just think that's the the you know corporate news like ms because it's like msnbc and cnn are just you know entrenched in that you know centrist democrat politics and so i think a lot of we're probably gonna like lose some listeners here because i'm sure a lot of you know and like whatever uh you know talked about Bernie Sanders on this podcast before and yeah no totally not wanting to and like you know not really being like centrist but i think um people just think a lot of like privileged people think that sort of having progressive stances and fighting the republicans on things makes people's lives better and there are certain things in which the Democratic Party has helped people's lives. I'm not like a complete, um, you know, I'm not going to like, like the, 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 the COVID relief bill and, you know, Biden's proposed infrastructure bill has a lot of good things. So I'm not like, you know, but there are a lot of structural problems in this country that yeah. just can't be solved with, you know, the, 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 the liberal Democratic uh, solutions. 
Biden has done a lot of good things and I did vote for Biden. And if I had to make the choice again, I would do it every single time, of course. But also I feel like there are people who, like I wouldn't call myself a leftist or call myself anything, but like people on the left, I, you know, who criticize, I think the democratic party can be very like, um, threatening to Democrats who just see it as this like war between Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. And so any criticism of any Democrat seems like it's coming from the right when a lot of the times it's coming from the left and people yeah. just like, don't get that. like if you, if you say anything negative about like any Democrat, they just assume you're a Republican, which is so <laughs> insulting and annoying, but whatever. Yeah. And it's because there, I mean, there are, I mean, it's, it's, it's complicated. Cause like the, the democratic party has gotten so um, focused on the, the problems of, you know, upper middle-class urban liberal citizens that there's, there's this whole, you know, working class coalition of voters, but mostly non-voters that might not have your progressive politics on certain, on certain social issues, but it's still like worthwhile to think of yourselves as, um, as like comrades in a bigger struggle against the, uh, the, the, I mean, for lack of a better word, like the 1% or like the, the like, you know, the billionaire class. Like Democrats are like, or Republicans are like, not like whatever. I don't want to even. Cause Republicans are completely fake populists. They they're, they're, well, they're you know, more cause well, I guess they, I guess Trump is still like the ideological. Yeah. Right. And like Tucker, I feel like is like the biggest sort of I voice think. on the right. And he is this like, you know, he's the heir to the Swanson frozen dinner fortune. <laughs> Which is so fucking funny. Um, and that's the problem with yeah, right wing populism is they equate they 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 target the other, they target you know racial minorities and LGBT people and you know people that look differently than you, um, and they make their voters afraid of these people rather than you know the common enemy, which are the Gwyneth Paltrow's of the world. We know. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we can move on. Anyway, I feel like we should cut that whole part. Yeah, whatever. Um, on to the kids. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, spoiler alert. This is my best. Apple, Jesus. I, okay. Well, first of all, before I get to my best, yes, we both said Moses turned 15. Happy birthday, Moses. And very Gwyneth, cute Gwyneth uh, post on her Instagram. I feel like Gwyneth like felt bad for how much she was highlighting Apple and wanted to like share the love a little bit because she's not, she doesn't post pictures of her kids very often. She's like, I think responsible and protective in that way. Um, but she chose to, obviously Apple got a big highlight uh, in the newsletter on Instagram, on TikTok, but she also was like, you know, it's also um, my son's 15th birthday. It, yeah, it is, it is a little rude to have Apple's big goop coming out extravaganza on the same week as your other kid's birthday but I mean, yeah. yeah just i mean come on like she's she's a businesswoman like at the end of the day you know she's gonna crack some eggs and, sure. and uh, you know moses i'm sure if he's interested in skincare um he'll be able to to shill some of his mom's products if he wants yeah but. and i really doubt that moses like wants to be in goop that badly he's a 15 year old boy i mean yeah, exactly. He's a 15 year old boy. So uh, there's only a small segment of the population of 15 year old boys that regoup. And let's just say they turn out more like me than like Moses. 
Yeah. Well, you never know. You never know. He could be uh, who's uh, Meredith's son on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I like the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I watched the first episode and then I saw when they were eating that like banquet dinner and that like dark, like it wasn't a banquet dinner. They were like a long like banquet table in like this like dark closed restaurant in like a ski resort that was like fully closed. And do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, not really. I think that they, they ate in a lot of like dark closed restaurants probably. But it yeah. just made me so depressed. I was like, I can't watch this. Like, this is so sad. Like, I don't, I just, I couldn't deal with it. I mean, I struggle with The Real Housewives so much. And my reality show watching during COVID has gone really, really, really bottom of the barrel. Like TLC. Like You're doing my 600 pound life, right? 600 pound life. That's... Family- I mean, I'm that's a bridge I can't cross. Like, I really, really got into this, and that's really fucked up. Um, uh, but Apple, so yeah, this was the whole Apple just in general was my best. The I mean, the launch of the new lotion or uh, the new the tick. Did you see the TikTok thing with yeah, um, okay? My best was just like Apple's being Apple being featured on Goop and like a hundred percent like everything. So like Apple doing her morning routine was, you know, just really I mean it was it was challenging to get through it, but (laughs) I did it and I also appreciated every second of it. It was just a it was like a real emotional roller coaster for me. I mean, do you think that there must have been some business meeting where Gwyneth and I guess Elise isn't there? anymore but like whoever's the top of the barrel are coming together and say saying you know we we're looking at the numbers and our audience our customer base is getting older what do we do and Gwyneth says I have an idea and her name is Apple I think I I wonder how much Apple has like wanted to or not wanted to be a part of this for a while um she probably always kind of wanted to and her mom said you know when you're whatever teen then yes you can I wonder because in my head apple always like couldn't care less about goop but that's just me well, i i don't i don't know that that's true my what i think is that gwyneth okay here's what i think number one you can't be gwyneth paltrow's daughter and not like want to be like a hot woman who gets a lot of attention um, well, except if you are rebelling, if you have like a completely different personality type and you want to rebel against all that glamour, I could see even Apple. If you, even if you have it, even if you're rebelling, like you're always going to like have you're you would just like want to get it in a different way, but you would still want it. I believe. Yeah. Like, it's like, I, I mean, I think it's like almost impossible, especially if like, well, whatever. Anyway, I think that I also think that like Gwyneth Paltrow is really good at like social media marketing, presenting herself online, like presenting herself to the world. And I think she like wants to like help curate Apple's image. Like, yeah, because Apple is apparently like the greatest guitar player. Except we haven't really heard much about her guitar playing in a year or so. I just like that line from that article was so funny. And then um, she's like, probably I'm sure going to be an actress. Like she's got all this stuff. Like she, she, she's going down this path. And I feel like Gwyneth is like, okay, like I think the best way to do this is to just like have you 
not be like have her not be like a child actor or something and just like to slowly like release her as like Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter and like here's how I use my mom's products or something and just kind of make it feel very natural and like an easing into public life like it feels like a it, it feels like a uh um uh what's her name oh my god Dakota Johnson no like uh oh my god what's Kim Kardashian's mom's name Oh God, now <laughs> Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner. It feels like a very like like an, a Chris Jenner, like a low key Chris Jenner move, like Chris Jenner with like better taste. Yeah, yeah, because all all these like you know super powerful Hollywood moms, they have no incentive for their kids to be child actors. Like child actors is like a working class like profession. Like these mm. those, those are parents that are struggling that have their kids like go out for auditions and stuff. Um, and it's extremely dangerous. It's extremely high risk for the kids. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's no, and all, so all these like, yeah, this new generation, I, I said Dakota Johnson, not just because she is dating Gwyneth's ex, but because she is also a second generation nep, which um, Apple is as well. And like, you didn't hear about her until she was an adult. Like they, yeah. they keep their, they keep their kids private as private as can be now with social media. Um, until they're like basically adults and then they uh, unleash them into the world. Uh, mm-hmm. The Kardashians are a little different because, you know, Kylie and uh, Kendall were were very young when the show started. But like, you know, you think of like the Hadid sisters or um, now I, I just know Real Housewives. So the, the, the Lisa Rinna, Harry Hamlin daughters are like launching. So it's like they, you know, once, once they have some autonomy and they like, become adults then they're sort of yeah completely just like unleashed on the world and i think you know we never know but that apple is on that trajectory to like be huge i think she's gonna be huge bigger bigger than any of us can even comprehend she's gonna take over the world i mean i was thinking like so george is prince william's oldest son who's like six so that's like 10 years like could that be feasible to out for Apple, you know, wait a, a while, obviously, and be like 10 years older than the husband and marry into the royal family and be queen? I don't know if you, I mean, 10 years older is a bit of a, is a lot. Is a bit of a stretch. Um, but I think by then the monarchy will have completely like crumbled. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's definitely, I mean, I don't even know who supports the monarchy except for like Piers Morgan. Oh, and- there are like prince philip twitter today is so crazy like the people the like random british people that are like dear queen my condolences i'm gonna give you like four pictures of like inspirational quotes to like help you through this trying time i mean i haven't looked but it's true it's like some people in england in the south like really like it but it's like it's just a few well I don't know. They're very comforted by the existence of a monarchy for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody else hates them. Yeah. I I wonder, I wonder how long this is going to last. But we know, you know, the Paltrow Martin dynasty will last for at least another generation. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I'm sure that they're going to be, I mean, like Apple's kid is going to be okay. I mean, it's like, when does it end? It goes forever. Yeah, generational wealth. Yeah. Um, 
but I have to say, I mean, Apple is ex- obviously extremely beautiful and charismatic and like a natural on camera. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought she did. I thought she was like really good, like doing the morning routine. I thought like the the little thing where the TikToks were really funny. So funny. Just delightful. Maybe she'll be on SNL. She should. She should be on <laughs> SNL. Um, She's going to be. A she can take ex- over Kate McKinnon and just do like. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Elizabeth Warren impressions. She's going to be like a singer, songwriter, stand-up comedian, and movie star, director, business mogul. She's just going to like have it all. So, yeah, I agree with you that she, she's, she is going to dip her toe into the entertainment. Like she's not going to just be like shadowing Gwyneth at Goop and like take over the family business. Like she's, she's going to, um, she's going to be a star. Oh yeah, she's gonna be an actress, and she's probably gonna like be a, a musician. Yeah, because now I mean I don't like being an actor in and of itself is like there's it's like sort of a dead end. Like all these kids, they have to do everything. They're all like multi hyphenate, and you have to have, like huge social media following to be like she a has famous that actor. One, but do, I mean, does she even have? I mean, I'm sure her social media stuff is private now. She's too, like, she's beyond that. She's, like, too coveted. Like, if she had a social media account, it would be insane. Like, if she had her, I mean, if she had, like, a public Instagram. Yeah. I mean, she will when she turns 18, probably. Yeah, I'm sure she will. And it's, like, but just even right now, it's, like, everybody knows who she is. Everyone's always known who she is because her name was Apple. And it was, like, you know, people have known about her her whole life. It was, yeah, one of those, I mean, one of the first like, oh, celebrity names their baby something crazy. Like that was, I mean, yeah. Gwyneth was a trailblazer in that too, just like did everything ever, else. Did we ever get an explanation on that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm sure she's had to answer that question. She and Chris were eating apples before they had sex and conceived like her. The apple of my eye. Maybe. Does, is know. there does Apple mean something else? Like, is there another? I mean, it's like very biblical. It's like the original forbidden fruit. Yeah, but some people say that was a pomegranate. Well, that's true. That would be even a weirder name if she <laughs> named her pomegranate. <laughs> that would be much, yeah. And Moses is obviously quite a biblical name as well. Matt Gwyneth is so religious. Um, But yeah, so... <sighs> Apple's, I mean, her morning routine is, I mean, as a 16 year old, she really doesn't have to like worry that much about her skin. I know, but it's like 16 year olds love having a morning routine. Totally. And like when I was 16, I was all about, um, you know, clean and clear and under control. I think I used some clean and clear. I don't even remember what I used. I think I used like a Garnier tinted moisturizer, BB. Mm. No, I think I was a teenager, unfortunately, before the days of BB cream, but I or was I? I don't know. I used some sort of like tinted moisturizer situation and whatever. Uh, I definitely didn't moisturize. I literally just did, yeah, clean and clear out of the shower. That was it. There was no no sunscreen, no moisturizer. I definitely was not wearing sunscreen. I didn't even think about wearing sunscreen. No, I mean, I didn't no one did. Um, but so Apple, she has three steps. First mm-hmm. one is the G-Tox malachite and fruit acid pour purifying cleanser you know the green the green soap yeah uh she says i love this green goop cleanser i wash my face with it first thing and it leaves my skin feeling so soft and clean and fresh i use it at night too i mean 
is it true? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, she, you know, gets it. I'm sure it's like stocked up in her house. She probably uses it. Yeah, but she's not going to use, you know, suave or whatever. No. Uh, number two is the new the new product. They are launching products left and right. Yeah. This is Goop, Goop Beauty Goop Glow Glow Lotion. Yeah. And so this is an exciting product for me because of my personal um, development of having had a uh, laser, Fraxel laser, because it's just like a very normal, it's like just a lotion, like with nothing fancy about it. Yeah. It's just a face moisturizer. And that's what I've been, I've been using a CeraVe one. It was way cheaper than this Goop one would be and probably just as good. But um, I do think that just a simple moisturizer is important for your face. And did Goop, now I'm like blanking, like Goop had, they have a, they already have a face cream, obviously, but this is, they don't have like a, they never just had like a normal lotion to put on in the morning. Cream is like a lot more intense. It's like hyper moisturized. It's like thick, yeah. and like slathery. And this is just like a lighter lotion that you would put on like after, you know, before you put on your sunscreen or whatever. Or after you put on your sunscreen, if you're going to. She does that. Yeah. That was one of the big things with that Vogue video was like, people were pissed off. She like moisturized after her sunscreen. I I saw a thing that said that you're supposed to put on moisturizer. Like I saw this crazy thing on TikTok where you're supposed to put on like concealer and then put on setting powder and then put your liquid foundation on top of that. Hmm. It's all getting crazy out there. It, anyway, I tried it and it looked good. That's too confusing. It's so confusing. But I mean, yeah, like, sense. like setting powder is like obviously supposed to look the last. Yeah. Thing. Uh, but yeah, goop. The Goop Glow line is more, you know, for the younger crowd and the Goop Jeans line is more for the anti-aging crowd. I'm a Goop Jeans bitch myself, but, you know, maybe after I get two more fractional lasers, um, procedures, I'll be an Apple Martin type. Yeah. And then, of course, step three is the lip balm. The the cult viral lip balm, according to the people at Goop, that instantly also, sold out. Right? What would you say? product isn't it it's what a product new oh yeah it's pretty i mean yeah they launched new. it like a month or two ago yeah yeah so i mean i think that that's like such a what i love about it is that it's such an appropriate um like well also the thing that we aren't even thinking about and talking about is that obviously this is going to make young people want to use goop products and but it's like does apple actually have a fan base amongst younger people do you do you like I mean, I think she will once she has like a public social media, probably. But like now, you wouldn't even know who she is unless you're a fan of Gwyneth. Which you might be, or like you. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. But like, I do think like this is like a good way to like get this is like the best way to have like a younger audience. Yeah, and they, you know, they obviously have their own TikTok account. Um, because now I, you know, as I've told everyone, I've, I've joined TikTok, I've released one video um, and I follow one account and that one account is Goop. I'm looking at their TikTok right now, which, um, maybe I should, but I looked at it before and I 
can't remember. They didn't have very much on there. Did no, they? most of them are pretty boring. It's like sort of like random Goop employees putting on different products. But uh, the the one that went like super viral, obviously, was the one with with Apple and Gwyneth. And I um, viral. Are it we- did. Oh, did it? it? I mean, I think it had like, you know, hundreds of thousands of likes. Um, and they turned off comments, uh, which was interesting. I think anything with Apple is they're going to turn off the comments, which makes sense. Yeah, they don't need to hear it. Yeah, it's not particularly. Um, it's kind of a weird goop. It's a weird TikTok account. Or it's like, kind. Of, I mean, it's just sort of all their stuff. But yeah, yes. you can tell that everyone that works at goop is like in their 30s. <laughs> Yeah, um, or older. Or older. Um, but yeah, I I understand wanting to have like the heavy duty stuff, but I think that like having this like lighter skincare routine for like younger people is like definitely a good move. And um, just washing your face and putting moisturizer on is like really all you need to do when you're 16, and that's all she really does. So that's good. Yeah. And like, obviously teenagers don't care about anti-aging stuff, but they do care a lot about acne. Like that, like wash, I feel like face wash is the first product face wash and deodorant are like the two first products that someone cares about when they become a teenager. Yeah. I mean, I definitely got like really excited when I first got my little like Noxema, but then I feel like when I was in high school, I cared less about it than I did when I was in uh, like junior high. Mm. Like when I was in high school, I don't think I really cared about like my products that much. I had some like, I mean, I don't even remember. I mean, I think I did like, I can remember what I did like in college. Like I remember like my big, which was like really minimal was like BB cream uh, benefit, like face, lip and cheek tint and mascara. And that was it. Mm. And In college, I was just a St. Ives apricot exfoliator. Oh, you know what? I used that one time when I was in high school and like it made my skin physically peel off my face. Like so <laughs> it's the, it's this like strongest product known to man. It's it's only for a young like I also have like pretty oily skin. So I think I can stand an exfoliator more often than some people. But it's yeah, it's only for the 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 um the strong part. I mean, I'm sure I was just using whatever, like, you know. Noxima. I think by I think by high school I wasn't using Noxima anymore. I think it was like clean and clear. And I use like herbal essences was like my big thing. And then a a girl, a hair girl was like, "What do you use?" And I said herbal essences, and she was like, "Oh yeah, they smell really good." And I knew when she said that she meant like don't use that. And I was like, "Oh, are they bad?" And she was like, "Mm, "Yeah." And then it was just like I like just like had to like spend all my money trying to get like Bumble and Bumble products. Oh yeah, Bumble and Bumble got. So popular. My shampoo when I was in high school, I was a big uh, Paul Mitchell Awapui guy. Really? Yeah, absolutely. That's very masculine. Uh, I still love the smell. I think it like is horrible for your hair, but it smells like it's like very Hawaiian, like tropical smell. So I always liked it. Hawaiian tropical, very good. Um. Yeah. So Apple, you know, we've talked about her for years, obviously, um, and she's still like a kid, so you know, everyone needs to, I don't want to make too big of a deal about it, but I think it's like cool that she's on. I mean, I don't know if she was, if she's happy. I mean, I, it's interesting. It's like, Oh, like a young Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter is on whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird, I mean, obviously like all parents have to worry about like their kids, social media and whatever, but like the kid of a celebrity, it's, 
there's so much, there's just like, it's so fraught. It's, it could go wrong so many ways. So yeah. Like she has to be like really protective. I feel like her kind of like managing it is like a good way to, you know, it all to be like through goop is like, yeah. a, and also like most of the people who are like going on the goop website or who are like familiar with the brand are not like, you know, mouth breathing perverts. They're like, um, like women in their forties who want face cream. So exactly. it's, like, it's like a safe place to like, if she wants to, to like debut her daughter yeah. or whatever. And so, I mean, so far, you know, Gwyneth, Gwyneth is obviously like a pretty controversial figure in a lot of respects, but um, Apple seems to be universally beloved. Yeah, for now. I mean, people get so, it's so funny. I just had this mem- like a flashback to when I was in high school because um, I like was on Gwyneth's Wikipedia page for one second just now. And I went to an arts high school and all of our teachers were like working actors in LA, like all of the acting teachers. And so they, and you had to have an MFA to be a teacher at the high school. So like, they were all like super overeducated, like trying to be actors teaching in this high school, like slightly bitter, but like, I don't think I fully picked up on how bitter they were until I became like their age and understood yeah, yeah, yeah. what that would be. Um, but I remember one of my teachers just like bitterly talking about Gwyneth Paltrow and saying how you know, some people just have it so good. And her un- her godfather, Steven Spielberg, put her in a movie. And she said that she had to work harder because she had to overcome that stigma. And like, just going on like a rant about how um, she had Gwyneth Paltrow in particular had no idea how hard it was to be an actor. And uh, I just remember thinking like, why are you talking about this? Yeah, but now, <laughs> now we get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's also like, why would you scream that at a room full of 16 year olds? Yeah, it's true. Like, go, like, you should just like quit all of this. And I don't know. Like, uh, uh, um, all right. We've talked enough about this poor girl. Gwyneth Paltrow, have we? This is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean that poor girl. We can talk yeah. about her all we want. Okay. Uh, all right. What was your worst? My worst. Let's see. Let's fire up the list. Oh, so the Manuka Honey <sighs> article. So they were just like, here's why Manuka honey is expensive. Here's why it's so good. Here's why it has these healing properties, blah, blah, blah. I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, I understand. I think it's too expensive. I think that I don't believe that like any food is like from any specific region has like superpowers necessarily. Like I can, I think some of it might be superior for whatever reason, but I don't think any of it is like you know, to yeah, to to try to frame this manuka honey thing in this like pseudo scientific like they make up these like properties and these like chemicals that manuka honey supposedly has like mgo which is methyl glycosol and uh let's see you let's see oh dha which is dihydroxacetone and then they make up one, an acronym that just says UMF, which is the unique Manuka factor. I mean, how can you beat that? And it's, I mean, I've, I've, have you ever tried Manuka honey? Yes. Well, this was the other reason that it's my worst mm. because I purchased some Manuka honey that was infused with THC. Oh, there you go. And I found it to be, I put it in a cup of tea and I thought it was pretty ineffective. And I was sort of upset about that. So it was triggering for me to see Manuka back sure. on the map because I have like a bucket full of Manuka honey weed in my kitchen that I'm, I don't know. 
it doesn't it just sort of was like honey yeah that's i i i've never tried it i've obviously never spent money on it i just can't imagine like honey is a extremely strong flavor already which i like but like i can't imagine i just don't see how this manuka honey that's you know five to ten times the price of regular honey is like gonna really be that different i think it's like a marketing thing and oh, i absolutely. didn't spend money on it even though i did but it tasted like honey and it was honey uh I re I I read the article wrong when I first um, read it, and because they were talking about manuka nectar, and they what? said they said uh, they've done the math. It would take a hundred people working from dawn to dusk, two full months, to collect enough nectar to fill one eight point eight ounce jar. And I thought they meant the honey, and I was like, wait, <laughs> it shouldn't be fifty seven dollars. It should be like fifty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, what are you talking about? But I guess that's the nectar. Because I was like, are you're you're bra you're bragging about exploiting farm workers if you're saying it's like how disgusting do you have to be to to pride yourself on having like a jar of something that you're like, oh, it it took a hundred people from dusk to dawn to like two right. months to like create this. Like that's I mean, you truly deserve to be executed if you, but, if wait, you is that true though? Is that that's but, not what but what is the nectar? I don't understand. Apparently the nectar is even more powerful than the honey. So they're, it's like, it, basically they're saying if bees didn't exist, it would, in order to get that nectar, it would take a hundred people from dust to dawn. But because we can exploit bees instead of people, then we can get the honey and make it, you know, an affordable $57. Maybe the vegans are right. Cause I always thought that veganism made sense except for the honey thing. But maybe the honey thing is true. Don't know. Yeah, this got me totally like bee pilled that I'm like save the bees because they well, say yeah. once they start talking about exploiting the bee labor, then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, can't have that. They say we're working with the bees to make this honey, and I'm like, you did not get the bees' consent to make this honey. You are not working with the bees. The bees are working for you for free. The bees are working for their queen, and you're just stealing their their honey. Yeah. So this actually, I really. I really understand veganism's stance on honey now because it is like, it's um, it's a labor issue. It is a labor issue. Take it to I the union. The bee union, which is stinging you to death. The BSA. Oh my god, that's so cute. That's cute. Now I like honestly like want to be vegan so bad. I know. Ugh. But I like always fuck it up, and it's like always so hard i'm like getting yeah because i'm like chicken like who cares i've had enough chicken in my life i don't like need to taste chicken anymore and then like now with my miyoko's oat milk cheese i'm like fuck cheese but what about when you start going to restaurants again yeah i'm not gonna like and people's houses you don't want to be like a annoying person no 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 um oh my god you don't watch it but on real housewives of new jersey they're like power move now when they go out to um dinner and they're like sharing appetizers they order steak for the table. That's their, that's their appetizer. Yeah, they like they'll get like their calamar, their blah blah blah, their mozzarella, and then should we get steak for the table? Let's get steak for the table. Steak for the table. I've never heard of that before. I've never so, heard of it either, but it's genius. Steak for the table. It's so genius because like who wants to order a whole steak for your entree because it's always like the most expensive thing and like you know it's like a steak. But if you're like steak for the you just want, that's all you want. Like a couple of pieces. Like you don't want the whole thing. Exactly. It was genius. Very smart. They also all order pear martinis. That's like their new Jersey shore drink. Wow. That's really like, that's so like 2004. 
I don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever had a pear martini in my life. I mean, it just sounds like very old fashioned. Like what liqueur is that? Even? Like I've never, like, what is, is there a pear liqueur? I guess there is. I feel like it had like pear flavored drinks, but I think it just had like pear in it. Mm, maybe. Um, yeah. So that Manuka honey thing was actually the thing I would not try. Ooh, fascinating. Uh, cause I have a different worst, which okay. the spring, spring archetypes. Oh, wait, was this were, like a, what is it? I it was just like, that. you know, four outfits and we're going to categorize women into one of four categories, blah, blah, blah. Do you know why I think they have to do this? Because when back in the day, when I was a girl they would be like here's how to dress for your body type mm. well there were two things that they would do they would either make you take a quiz which would tell you if you were like romantic or nerdy or classic or chic or something and then they would have like outfits you would wear or they would say like are you a banana are you a pear are you an apple are you a whatever and now that's like obviously very um taboo and we don't talk about bodies that way so now they have to just like really, and also people know at this point, like, am I a romantic or a nerd? What like they have to get deeper. So I feel like they're just like getting into like psychological, astrological, spiritual archetypes that yeah. tell you what products to buy. Cause it's, it's just like a little bit easier of a pill to swallow for the modern woman. Yeah. They definitely, I mean, can't do the body type stuff anymore. Um, but the, these ones, they're just, I don't know. It bugged me. So the four, spring archetypes and also i'm really i'm afraid that in general in our culture we're gonna get a resurgence of like rise and grind girl boss because of the end of the pandemic so everyone's gonna feel the need to like get a lot of shit done yeah and i'm like deeply afraid of <laughs> that just in general it's gonna be like so overwhelming yeah uh, but yeah, so the first archetype is to get shit done. And it says slacker. We don't know her. That's because you're a go-getter armed with a modern uniform that keeps productivity levels as high as that spirit of yours. Your best bet, trust in the power of smart basics and anything structured. What does that even mean? <sighs> a G-level, G-label Sydney anorak top, some horn-rimmed glasses, and like a little black dress and some nerd alert. That's not close. Get the nerd alert out of here. I mean, you, if you, if you're going to be a, if you're going to get shit done, you need that nerd alert. Uh, then we have the more feminine archetype called pretty doesn't need a reason gearing up for a virtual date or bumming around the house and flouncy hemlines just because you don't need an occasion to dial it up. This frill seeker finds solace in the simplest of pleasures, a fragrant spritz, a flattering lip tint, and some glitz. And you're getting a sparkly necklace, a little pussy bow top, um, a mid-length skirt that's pink, and floorgasm. I do like that floor um, No goop chew on this one. I don't think that this necklace really goes with this aesthetic. Otherwise, this star, this like pink and green like star necklace. It's a little bit loud for this. It's a little garish. It's a little 
Yeah, it's a little like artsy fartsy. It's not really like feminine in that same way. I don't know. Christy Lamarck. It's probably just like a friend, another friend from high school. Someone they were like, oh, it's got pink on it. We'll put it in this one. Uh, then we have the kids won't wrangle themselves. Behind every super mom are her most reliable fallbacks. Easy classics, a jumbo carry-all, and the kind of do-it-all denim that can handle park hangs, grocery runs, and even sticky hands and spills. Mm -hmm. um, so these are moms. You're having the mother load vitamins. You're wearing a sweater, a utility jacket, some sunscreen, some sandals, <laughs> cardigan. Yeah, I mean, like, this is barely, I mean, I'm sorry, like, what is this like what is happening with this one i this is just like a normal rich woman that i guess needs to pick up the kids okay i mean it's just like jeans and a shirt and a cardigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean how many pictures of a jean and a shirt and a cardigan can i see in my life <laughs> like no, what don't. are you talking about at this point yeah we get it we get it we get it uh then we have my art if i was one of these women this would be my archetype the farmer's market doesn't take weekends off. Um, so you need billowy catch the breeze pieces, catch the breeze pieces. That's so weird. That are nothing if not effortless. Flourishing prints and freewheeling fits will serve this earth mama well. Wow. So you have a, like a paisley dress, um, a compost bin. <laughs> <laughs> uh some tinctures and another wow. ugly necklace that has like a it has that like it has like an illuminati eye on it yeah i actually kind of think this one is cool i mean I this like is these are my people it's very expensive Absolutely. i think if i had to pick one i think i would probably pick the pretty doesn't need a reason mm-hmm I have a lot of clothes that look like this, but I'd never wear them because I think that I look stupid. And then I end up looking a little bit more like the kids won't wrangle themselves. But I, sure. I, I have kind of both. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, we've all been, the kids won't wrangle themselves for the past we've year. Been, yeah, definitely for the past year, I've been more kids won't wrangle themselves. I feel like these archetypes are kind of like the, like Carrie, Samantha, like. Oh, totally. <laughs> Where like I always I remember coming up with a theory that like <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Like I literally just thought to myself one day and never vocalized to anybody until this moment that I'm saying it out loud that the reason sex in the city works is because like every single woman feel is like all of the four characters combined. And so it's like if you break a person up into like four parts, like you have wow. like the four pillars <laughs> of sex in the city. Like, how could I have thought that? How could I have admitted? that out loud um but i think it's true i don't feel like you can break people up into like oh you are this you are this like i think everybody contains multitudes no absolutely like a slut and like some lady that wants to marry like her divorce lawyer and adopt a baby and then like some single writer and also um like a lawyer <laughs> you know we've all got it all yeah i mean and they all you know come from the same mind uh the twisted uh, mind of Darren michael patrick king or whatever his name is wait wasn't it darren star he created the show i think michael patrick king was the like the guy who actually like wrote the pilot i believe but i could be wrong yeah. uh 
Yeah. What? So who is kids don't wrangle themselves in sex in the city? None of them. Miranda. Oh, Miranda. Okay. Well, Miranda, like, so who's to get shit done? Is that Samantha? That's Miranda. Well, I feel like in, well, okay. So what's her name? The brunette. Charlotte. Charlotte's pretty doesn't need a reason, but yeah. Like none of, no, none of them are any of these women. Cause like, None of them are like farmers market. No, none of them is farmers market. And then I feel like Carrie is more pretty. Doesn't need a reason for like what they have, but like I feel like it's like that would be, that would be like Charlotte's like self yeah. would be like a like a whatever. Like I'm a pretty girly girl. And I guess and kids won't wrangle them. So I mean, I guess Miranda is like the one who's just like I live in Brooklyn. I'm like yeah. always with my son or whatever. And Samantha is none of them because none of them are like, like, an old bodycon dresses like yeah. slutting it up. What are we gonna do without her? She's not in the new one. I, I mean, I have no skin in this game because I have only watched like a handful of episodes of that show. But I don't see how you could do it without because she's yeah she's like the comic relief, like the best character, the only one that like seemed from the limited exposure I have to the show, the only one that like called out the other characters on their bullshit. She was like the funny one and like the, she like really had good comic timing and like, uh, I mean, Kim Cattrall was just really good on it. But yeah, yeah, I always found that show to be like very depressing and alienating. And I felt that the women's lives looked really sad. And um, I was always afraid I would end up like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, guess it was supposed you know, to be aspirational, but. But they were like alone and desperate. And like, they were always like, they were just always like yearning for something that they could never attain. And, they never and all those places. Cause I like, I lit, I was, you know, young in New York during that time. And like all those places that they went were always so cheesy. Like, I mean, I, was, I guess it was just like a little cooler, like hanging out in, you know, Brooklyn and the lower East side. But like whenever I would go to like the meatpacking district or any of those places that they went to, it was just like stupid. Well, I think it was for like an older audience. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that they were like, they were older than we were. Yeah. Thank God um they were that and I think at the time like I don't think that they were supposed to be old to the people watching the show but to me it was about like old women who were like unmarried and it was like tragic which is so fucked up because they were like I mean they were like in their 30s right I know but to me I was like oh my god like they're like in their 30s like they don't have husbands or kids like what losers like <laughs> so fucked up I really don't feel that way anymore now that I'm in my movies, yeah no I don't, uh, I don't know it's fucked up but that's like I mean like any show you watch when you're younger like with characters older than your uh older than you you think they look like ancient well I mean I thought it was about I, I truly always thought it was a show about like aging with dignity <laughs> or like about women who are like so self-absorbed that they like couldn't have a family I mean I guess it was like a total like like a you were, trad. yeah you were totally trad like how dare these women be single in their 30s i didn't think how dare them but i just felt like it was so depressed i thought like this is trying to put like a positive spin on this like really horrible like, like i mean i just saw it that was but hot. and i think like to your credit like the show also i mean they didn't totally have that point of view but it also was like i've i mean again i haven't watched too much of it but it seemed like it was thinking like this is unusual that these women are single at this age like that was sort of the premise of the show 
more unusual than it is now. Like now everyone in our generation, like is single, doesn't have kids, doesn't have a home, doesn't have a job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> our generation is really fucked. So like, like the only thing that we can relate to is like the grapes of wrath. Yeah. Is it basically, except for they had kids. Yeah, um, that's true. Like, we, um, are all like that. But at the time, I think it was pretty weird. Yeah. 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 Ah, groundbreaking, brilliant, brave, whatever. Anyway. Um, all right. What was your craziest or your saddest? Um, my saddest were the vibrators. I think that the vibrator stuff, they need to take it off. Like, first of all, okay. The picture. (laughs) You were like conservative. (laughs) women should have husbands and kids don't use sex toys the only vibrator allowed is like an old-timey vibrator administered by your male gynecologist to cure you of hysteria and that's it um just kidding but that is why they were invented um the okay the picture accompanying the vibrator piece is horrific it's a woman standing on her head just like presenting her (laughs) vagina to the sky like her legs are completely spread like i think you can see a little bit of pubic hair it's really wild and what i mean she looks possibly mid cartwheel but i think the point is to get the vag up and out that's what it seems like yeah and then we go and it's these same vibrators that you've seen over and over again you know the billionaire the firefighter the tennis pro and the thing is like fine whatever like great i don't care get a vibrator good you should have a vibrator but the thing is goop dipping its toe into this is just so performative to me it's so like look how fun we are and how risque we are and how we cover every aspect of a woman's life from her business to her child rearing to her sexuality to her food she eats and even her clothes and you can get it all here on goop and we love every part of a woman even the part that needs to buy like a 300 vibrator from us or whatever I, they probably don't cost that much but whatever they are 60 dollars, they're not anywhere <laughs> close to that but i just there's just something about it that's just so like because who in their right mind would buy a vibrator from Goop? Like a vibrator is like a private, embarrassing purchase that you make from like a, the most unreputable company imaginable to have delivered in an unmarked box. Like you don't want to buy it from Goop. And if you do, there's like, why do you want your, why do you need your vibrator from Goop? And is anyone actually buying these? I feel like it's the kind of thing that they like to have on their website to be provocative, but I don't think it's like a genuine, like, product that they're like really endorsing no i think i mean i could see like a like a bachelorette party gift like it, it would be it's a fun classy way to do like a, a sort of ribald gift but i don't yeah i don't think too many people i mean you know we can ask our audience are you buying your vibrators on goop let us know um, if anybody wants to tell us we'll hear you out <laughs> but you don't have to no but yeah, I, uh, I honestly just chose not to engage with this article. I didn't even open it. I mean, there's nothing to, but I feel like you should see the picture. I feel like it would really. I did, I did see the woman standing upside down. That was insane. I know. Um, yeah. With like a really severely cut swimsuit. I mean, it's just like really, <laughs> I mean, it's just really out there. It's, I mean, she is 
strong. She is doing her Kegels like yeah, some thigh like, muscles. You've got a lot of upper body strength too. Oh like really got a lot going on, but I just don't know, like, should anyone feel this free? Like, does anyone really feel this free? Like, is this freedom? Is this performance? Like, what is it? What am I looking at here? I mean, imagine being a model getting hired for a goop photo shoot going to the beach having fun the photographer's like hey do some handstands and you're like yeah this is so fun and then you see this is the fucking picture they chose of you like oh wow um oh it's very inclusive it says smile makers just relaunched its core collection to incorporate small but mighty adjustments inspired by years of feedback from people with vulvas Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh my God. My, okay. So this is only going to be interesting to like a small percentage of people, but my saddest is Jean's very half-hearted endorsement of Jenna Lyons' new eyelash line. Oh, really? Is it, it's not good? It's okay. So I think I'm maybe reading more into this because I watched God knows how many hours of that recent Jenna Lyons reality show. I'm really surprised that you watched that. I don't, it was, it was just, it was like um, a return to like a mid aughts reality show where you're just watching someone embarrass themselves. Yeah. It was like on almost on the level of like an Anna Nicole, like it was that like car crash inducing. Uh, So, and like, cause the, so the show is, I think I've talked about this before, but she's basically like trying to find her new like intern for her company, but she has no idea what the company is. At some point she's like, we're going to do this whole online store selling fashion, everything there. She's trying to make it like goop. Then it's sort of the, the ambitions are decreased to, Oh, we're going to do a cool pop-up store in Soho. We rented the space. We're just going to like do a fun pop-up store then COVID hits. So like there's quarantine. And so at the end, the last episode, she's just like, fine, we'll just do these eyelash, these eyelashes. (laughs) And so the people, all the contestants who for weeks had to like design stuff and like plan parties and like, you know, do all like all this shit for her. Then it's like the person gets hired to, to like take a picture of a fake eyelash and put it on Instagram. It was like so insane. So apparently this eyelash company actually came out. So props to Jenna Lyon for actually doing Jenna Lyons for actually doing it. Um, but I could just picture the sort of like PR emails that they kept sending to Goop to be like, please promote it. Please, Gene, please say something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, and also like Jenna Lyons, I guess was born. I don't know if it was alopecia. She was born with some disease where she never produced eyelashes. That's so interesting. So it's like a very personal product to her because she always has to wear fake eyelashes. And so these are fake eyelashes that look natural. They don't look like, you know, Betty Boop or whatever. They just sort of, actually, I kind of need those because my eyelashes are like, I used to have really long, beautiful, full, thick eyelashes and they're pinning out. Um, so maybe this is for you. Um, but yeah, Jean says, Jenna Lyons, the style maven who led G- J. Crew for many years, looked at thousands of different eye shapes in developing her new Your Lashes But Better line of false lashes. And they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, How long do they stay on? 
And so it's like, you're supposed to wear them like every day. I think, yeah. I think they're more of like, it's sort of like a, like prosthetic. <laughs> like it's like, if you don't have an arm, you wear a fake arm. I think this is like, cause I think if you have normal eyelashes, I don't know that it'll really do much. So like almost no one is in this, like uh, pretty much everyone has, <laughs> is this like just for her? I think so. Cause like, I mean, or, you know, if you have really thin eyelashes, I guess, and you don't want to look like a crazy, like a rockette or something. Yeah. Cause the fake eyelashes are like a bit much. Yeah. So I, it makes sense. Like it does seem like there's probably an audience for this. Oh, are um, these love scene Kate? Are they what? Wait, I can't find these anywhere. Like I just went off the goop website and just straight up went to google and just googled like goop dental lines eyelashes like i couldn't find it on the website anywhere i don't even think that they're selling them on the website this was just in like the article that said our beauty obsessions for april oh yeah okay um but yeah so i think you have to go to channel lines own website um the beauty obsessions for april okay and then at the end gene says uh you can watch Lions and her cohorts on and her cohorts do precisely that. Uh, I don't know what she's referring to on HBO's <laughs> brilliant stylish with Jenna Lyons, a reality show, believe it or not, but a chic one. And like, I'm sorry, but Jean has not watched one minute of the show because she would not describe it as chic. Why? It's like, I don't feel like you have to say like, I mean, it's chic for reality show considering that Goop had a reality show too. That's absolutely true like what's the point just like i mean i guess they probably consider it to be like investigative journalism but exactly not. yeah they uh, yeah they advertised it as like a docu series i don't think i don't think that they would say that it's reality tv i mean i think a lot of people who work in reality tv kind of blur those lines in their own souls and also just like in like what what it could rea like realistically be yeah. defined as because i guess they're all technically like documentaries like you know yeah, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think like, well, that, that was what was fun about the show was it was sort of the old, like it was, it's HBO max, but it was like that old school, um, like pre housewives Bravo feel of like, there's an, you know, there's a patina of like class to this, but it's really just like the dregs. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I hope there's a season two. Like the Rachel Zoe project. Totally, totally like the Rachel Zoe project. Yeah. Uh, I did like, I did learn that Jean is left-handed and clumsy, um, I which I that. also identify as left-handed and clumsy. All right. What would you try? Um, okay. Sorry. Let me pull up this little list here. Oh, so it was also... I think from that beauty obsessions piece or something. Oh no, it's not. It was this. It was the results driven skin routines delight the senses. This was kind of like the grown up version of the Apple piece because this is um so let's see. Dip into any of Okoko skin plumping formulas and the silky texture. So I guess it's like this brand called Okoko and they're saying to, sorry, I like literally barely read this, but <laughs> um, there's a woman, hang on. Oh my God. I'm such a woman named Okoko. No, her name isn't Okoko. Her name is 
okay. Oh, sorry. This is going to be kind of hard for me to pronounce. I hope I don't butcher it. It's Oyata Kokoroko. Kokoroko. Yes. I like it. And the brand is called um, Okoko. Oh, and she's a uh, Togonese Canadian, um, born in Togo, emigrated to Canada. Her name, Kokoroko, means great in her native Kabye. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And it's like a cool name and it's a cool product and it's a cool line. And okay. So she says she has like three steps. So like Apple has three steps, which is like, just like wash your face and then moisturizer and then put on lip balm. So this is for like us who are like maybe a little bit more mature exfoliate always. And she's got like an exfoliator. And then they also have side by side. Like you could also use the goop glow peel, which I can't exfoliate right now because I just have my procedure, but I'll get back to it. Another thing that I can't do is brighten my skin with antioxidants like vitamin C. And then there's like a moisturizing balm or oil. This balm that they have looks really good. This like Ococo balm. It just looks like really, it's like orange and like Mm -hmm. creamy. And like, I just like, you look at it and you like want to like put it on your face really bad. So I do, I just like, like this is like a, like a morning routine, like exfoliate and then put on antioxidants and then put on like a good moisturizer and then put on sunscreen. And then like, that could be like the morning routine. Like I, I feel like it's, oh, because now I'm remembering when I was a child, my skincare routine was to exfoliate, but we used astringent. Oh yeah. And then wash my face with whatever, and then put on some sort of like moisturizer usually. So it was always, it was always more or less this except for this would all be done, I guess, like after like washing your face. Um, but anyway, I just liked it. So I feel like I would try using this like three pronged approach. These products are so beautiful. Like the cleanser is a, a deep red. There's the orange. I, I'm just curious, like, how, I guess it goes into your skin and obviously it doesn't like make your skin that color. No, I mean, it's like, well, like I was using for the longest time, but until I ran out like a blue, I mean, it's just the color of the product. Yeah. The cleanser, you wash it off. Yeah, the cleanser, but like the, because yeah, creams and stuff, you always just see like white creams. And so it's yeah, like interesting. Actually, I was using a blue, um, like retinol mm. oil from Sunday Riley for a long time, but I ran out and I like didn't want to buy it again because it was really expensive. Um but, and it did turn my skin a little blue. Like mm. I had, like, cause I wore it just to bed, but it okay. would be like, you could see like some blue. It said it'll wash off, like it rubs in and, and it doesn't stay blue, but I probably was just like putting so much on that I still had like a little blue yeah. film. But this is, I mean, the cleanser, like I want to eat it. It's like this red. And it's like, I want to like use it as like lip, like you want to put it like on your cheeks and your lips, but it's whatever. And like, I, I want to eat both of them, like, which is bizarre. I know. Yeah, it's just like the, that, yeah, that cleanser looks like crushed up raspberries or yeah, something. Yeah, it looks it's like gorgeous. raspberry jam. Anyway, we're both crazy and obsessed with food, but I want to try these products and I want to try the like three-pronged approach at the end. Cool. Uh, yeah, I just had my, I would not try Manuka honey. Yeah, oh, right. No and then you um, Cause I, honestly, I was excited. There's like a new cookbook that they're, um, plugging that's called like 
a love letter to Asia or something. It's like an Asian cookbook. Oh, I but saw that. It looked good. I was looking at it a little bit. The book looks really pretty. The two recipes didn't look that interesting. It was like a salad and like a shakshuta, shakshucha, which I don't know. So I didn't want to try them. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, what would you buy? Recipes because I'm not cooking that much. Okay. Oh, so this is like a hot thing. Something I did buy and I wanted to buy. I, again, because of my thing, I have a sun hat, which I discussed on here at length when I purchased it. It's very um, strange looking. It's blue. It's made out of some sort of protective material. It comes with a face shield, like a veil that you wear completely. It kind of look like a beekeeper in it and whatever. It's fine. It's not like a fashion hat it's a utility hat and that's fine but I needed a wide brim sun hat which I think is actually sort of a challenge because like a wide brim sun hat is important for your skin but it also has like I think it's like a woman's version of a fedora like it can be very douchey on women like Mm. you know what I mean like if you see me walking down the street and like a maxi dress and a wide brim sun hat. It's like, it tells you something about me that I don't want to communicate, but I do want to wear honestly both of those things, but especially the sun hat. Yeah. Especially like a, a weekend morning. I know like on the main drag in my neighborhood, um, where like, like Dune and all those places are, it's like wall to wall women with maxi sun dresses hat. and sun hats, like Saturday yeah. and Sunday, you can't even walk past them. And it's like, you can't, but the thing is like, I do want to like protect my face from the sun and I want more coverage than I would get from a baseball hat. I think that the, what are they called? Those little hats that, what are they called? The cool hats now. Oh my God. What are they called? And, like, Woody wear them, and then now all the young, cool people wear them. Bucket hats. Bucket hats. Um, I think that those are like a little bit too trendy for me. I'm not going to get on board with that right now. And so and also they also don't provide anywhere near the coverage that I would require. So like, I was like, well, maybe goop has one that's like, not that's like good. And I looked high and low on this website and I did not find a wide brim sun hat, which to me, it just seems like, of course, goop would sell a wide brim sun hat. I like that seems like such a natural thing for them to have. Maybe they do. And I just didn't see it. I was on the, their thing. I was like, women's accessories I'm just like typing hats into the search bar like I was looking and looking and I couldn't find it and so I ended up buying one from Nordstrom and it was only $13 there you go is it like straw yeah I mean it looks like all the other ones but it's like I mean like I think it's kind of cute it's it's um it has like a little um it looks a little bit different because it has like a little like pink ribbon. I feel like you see a lot of black ribbons mm-hmm. and like that tells you something. So this one has like a little pink one with like a little bow. So it's like a little bit more um it's like it's a little bit more unique than That's cute. I mean, there's so many other like, you know, you could wear like a witch's hat. I mean, I um, that's even worse to me. Much a sombrero, a cowboy <laughs> hat. There's lots of white room yeah. options. Well, there was like kind of a cool one that Roxy had that almost that sort of looked like a combination of like a sun hat and a cowboy hat. It had like those like pointy things yeah. on top, like a sun hat, like a cowboy hat. And it was also cool because it was straw, but it had like red accents on it. Huh. But I thought that it was like I thought the pointiness of it was like maybe a bit much for me. I don't know if I could really go there. But maybe I should have bought it. Maybe I'll buy that one too. And then I'll have two hats for my moves. That's, 
That's funny you equate bucket hats with Woody Allen. I always think of like late 90s, like Fred Durst. Well, I just thought it was really funny because like, you know, obviously he's been in the news a lot and I just, everybody's been wearing these bucket hats and and I keep seeing that. And like the, yeah. the bucket hat is like an, an example of something where it's like when you first see it, I'm like, I don't get this. And then everybody's wearing them so much that eventually you get that you start to think that they look good. Um, but I just found this, like something came up and there was like an old picture of, of like Woody Allen and Mia Farrow together. And he was like wearing one of those hats. I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Um, Cause it was from like the, you know, whatever, 93 or whenever it was. Oh yeah. Well, so trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, um, I mean, I guess they've been around forever, but. Yeah. They always like keep going in and out of style. Is. I used to have a couple. My dad would wear them, but I think that was because he was just trying to like protect his skin from the sun. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you want to, I mean, do they, are they, but like, they don't have a very wide. So it's like, I don't know how much coverage you really get. Yeah. I don't, I think there's definitely other, other styles that would be endorsed by the um, melanoma society. Yeah. I should just buy one directly from the melanoma. (laughs) You should. But like, that's the thing. Like the one I have is definitely good, but it's just, I don't want to wear it. Yeah. Down. all right i would buy you know simple if it's good enough for apple it's good enough for me mm. i want to i never thought twice about this gtox malachite uh purifying cleanser but oh, now wow. i'm like maybe that's what i need it's really um isn't it kind of cool it's like it's a pretty color i love the color i sort of just want to know what it smells like i'm sure it's it great. Like it's not like the beach, but it probably doesn't. I just got, cause I, I use, I always use Cetaphil face wash and I thought I ordered more um, online, but it was just the, um, like the body, like the, the regular cleanser, not the face cleanser. Uh, so it's like, it's slightly different and it just like bugs me. Like I feel like my face doesn't actually get clean from it. Yeah. So I guess that means I should spend $50 on this. I mean, I've been really excited every time I go to use the CeraVe because I feel like, well, you know, it's like how I said, I like occasionally like to use like Suave because it just like feels like stuff that you would get from like a, um, like the hospital. Oh, totally. And I feel like this is something you would get from a dermatologist that the dermatologist would actually be happy if I told them I was using Cetaphil Cetaphil, CeraVe, they love all that shit. CeraVe, and then CeraVe moisturizer. And it's what they told me to use. And it's just like, it feels like I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, the scoop stuff, the dermatologists will probably just be like laughing at you for spending so much money. Yeah, I mean, they always do. They're so, they're always right. Mm -hmm. It always hurts. Now I'm really regretting not getting a a bucket hat. Now I want to get like a light, like a baby blue bucket hat. You could be in the Easter parade. No. Just bon- I think women should just start wearing straight up like Victorian a era bonnet. bonnets. Maybe a bonnet is like with a ribbon. Maybe that's the move. Let's see. Well, I'll I'll figure it out and I'll report back to everybody. There must be like a really wide brim brimmed bonnet, like like Granny Goose from Looney Tunes, like that woman that Foghorn Leghorn would always assault. I mean, you can't really get one anymore unless it's like either just like a bonnet, like a for like at home to put your hair in, or like a 
like a costume. <laughs> yeah, I think you yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe someday. In the 80s, Victor- I feel like the in London, like the new romantic era, there was some like Victorian stuff that came in style again. We'll figure it out. Huh. All right. I think we're done. We have to be. We've been talking for a long time. Yeah. Uh, like- guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, go on our Patreon if you haven't already and sign up and you can download all of our bonus episodes, including our trip to goop kitchen, which was delightful. I gotta say revelatory. Uh, if not, I get it. We still love you. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We'll but talk we to you soon. Appreciate you listening. Yeah. We love you. Bye. Bye. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.